Get ready for brilliant people, brilliant ideas, and a regular good time. This is Brilliant Thoughts with Success People editor Tristan Almada, the show that thinks about how personalities, relationships, and communication shape business success. And now here he is, Tristan Almada. All right, let's talk YouTube influencer. If that's even a word, should we call them influencers? I think they're like creators. In this case, we've got Bethany Mota. Just just do me a favor, Google her when you have a second. And you're going to find that she has just a few million followers on YouTube. She started posting when she was 13 years old. Now she's 25. And she has one of the biggest channels on YouTube out there. The cool thing is that when you talk to Bethany, you can tell that she's just on a different level mentally. And she's so young. And I loved this conversation. We also talk a little about her jewelry line. It's called Adam and Matter. You can check that out. And this one is part of the cover story for success for November and December. So do me a favor, pick that one up. I picked mine up at Barnes and Noble, so you can go there too. But listen in, you're going to enjoy this one. Welcome to another episode of Brilliant Thoughts, a success podcast. And today I've got Bethany Mota with me. Very excited. I mean, just Google her and you're going to find some awesome stuff. Her audience is massive. Bethany, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I told my son, I'm like, hey, I'm going to interview Bethany. He's 10 years old. And he's like, what? It's like 10 million. He's on, he's on YouTube all day, obviously. So oh, okay. 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 There you go. So he, nice. he knows. Very he cool. Knows. So congratulations on growing such an amazing audience because that is not easy. And we, talk, we get to talk to a lot of people and it's a challenge for them to grow. And what you've done to be able to do that and then create a company like Adam and Matter, I mean, that's, Absolutely impressive. So congrats. Thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's definitely something that was not um, planned. You know, it's something that I kind of like stumbled into because I started everything technically when I was 13 in 2009. So definitely didn't go in with like, this is the agenda. Like this is what I'm going to achieve or come to. It really was a case of like, I really don't know what I'm getting myself into because in 2009, it wasn't even like, like it is now, like it, I feel like more people go into it with the intent of it becoming something, which is also totally fine. But if anything, that might be better. Cause in my case, I was just like, what is going on? Bethany, you bring up a good point. A lot of people that are trying to jump in on social in general or to create a business through social. They start with that in mind saying, hey, you know what, how big can I make this? How much money can I make from this? And sometimes I do see that that could be a detriment to to people because they start with the wrong thing in mind. When you created this and your brand, what was the idea behind it? Like, were you just having fun and and why why go on YouTube in the first place? Uh, I was definitely just doing it out of, well, mainly... Growing up, I was always like very shy, very much, you know, not a lot of friends, not a lot going on. Uh, At this time, I was also freshly new to like homeschooling in, I think I was in seventh grade when I created my account and I had been watching YouTube videos for like a few years already. Um, I think it was like Fred at the time. And I also grew up like watching Ryan Higa. And, uh, yeah, so those are the people that like, I really looked up to and I always really wanted to make videos. And then I came across like Michelle Fawn and like the whole beauty community at that time. And I wasn't even really into makeup, but I just thought like, well, this is what other girls are doing. So, you know, maybe I could do it. And I was definitely the youngest in like, at the time, one of the youngest in the beauty community that was doing makeup tutorials And I was literally giving people tutorials on something that I had only been doing for a month. Like I didn't know much about it, but for me, it was more so just like an escape from my daily life. Like my daily life, I didn't talk much. I was very much afraid of my, 
just like kind of expressing my opinions and being myself. And I was a little antisocial. And so this was my outlet to talk a lot and to say things that I would never say in person and to essentially like discover myself because in real life, I wasn't giving myself the access or the permission to discover areas of myself. So it was very much like a growing uh, outlet for me. Interesting. So as you, you were 13 when you started and now you're growing up on YouTube and you're watching people, people are watching you grow up. I mean, how did that, how did that affect you as you were growing up? Did that, did you have to create a thicker skin? Cause you're, you're saying you're more of a, an introvert at first. And I, I mean, I'm on social too, and people, people are friendly there sometimes, right? They can yeah. go straight at you. How did you cope with that? Um, That was an interesting one. I mean, I remember when I got like my first hate comment, I was actually very like grateful. (laughs) Like I was like excited in a way because I think to some people it could be like, whoa, like I'm getting hate comments. Kind of cool. The coolness of it didn't last long. Like the first one I was like, kind of cool. But then after that, I was like, this isn't cool anymore. Don't like the hate comments. Um, Mm -hmm. especially I think, you know, when hate comments, whenever they reflect something that you already feel, it hurts way more because you already believe it. And so coming to terms with the fact that people I've never met before suddenly have the ability to say things about me and make assumptions that can be really hurtful was really hard. And, uh, I would say it took years to kind of get used to it all. Um, because yeah, they would say things about my personality Um, even like physicality and how I look, if I would gain weight or lose weight, like everything was just under, you know, a magnifying glass. And I would say long-term it's helped me tremendously because I've learned how to not take people's opinions, um, too seriously at all, even with the loving stuff, even with like, hyping you up. I, I love knowing that people enjoy my content and that it makes a difference, but I think tying my personal value to what people's comments are, regardless positive or negative, hasn't worked well for me in the past. I love that. Uh, l- let's dig a little deeper on that because I think it took you a while, obviously, to get there. Some people jump in and they're like, they're all excited that people are are, are loving their content and then they get a few hate comments or texts and then it hurts them and they take it personally what happened that you finally elevated to that point where you're like you know what screw it i i don't i don't care as much uh, i'm i love giving content but you're no longer going to be able to decide how i feel on a daily basis right um to be honest i feel like just very recently. And by that, I mean like the past couple of years is where I finally had, like, I would say the true breakthrough with all of it. And I think it took me going through roller coasters of emotions to get there. <laughs> like there had been countless times where I would read certain comments that really hit hard for me because it was something I was already going through. And mm-hmm. um, I think it really just took experiencing the hate to realize that I ultimately have the decision at the end of the day. Like if someone says something poorly about me, I don't have to see it negatively and I don't have to hold it and carry it with me. That's ultimately my decision. And when I tap into that power of switching my decision, everything changes and it's much harder to do that. But once you do it, it becomes way easier. And so, yeah, now it's, I think I really had to kind of go through it to be able to get there. And I'm happy that, you know, it happened for me at a young age, because I feel like I've been able to solve that earlier on in life than maybe I would have if I wasn't getting bullied or whatever you want to call it. Um, And like I said, I think you can also tie it to positive comments as well. I think if we get so dependent on people always telling us how great we are and how superior we are, the moment that we don't get that, we can feel like we're no longer that. So that was also a practice too, is feeling that I am great and feeling Mm. that I am creative, successful, all those things without being told them. 
That's pretty powerful. I love that. Yeah. I love that you did that. How how is that process of of reaching that also helping you create this new brand, Adam and Matter? Because I, I think they're co- it correlates with each other, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think starting any sort of brand or any new venture, especially when you already have something that's going and that's been going for so long, it can be really scary. Um, because I had never done anything specifically to this brand. I mean, I've done other products and things in the past, but starting any new venture can just be very terrifying. And I really had to kind of tap into that, like to recognize that there is fear there, obviously of it potentially, you know, not going as planned or whatever it may be and facing that fear and doing it regardless and actually kind of using that fear as like momentum um, to move forward. And so, yeah, I definitely had to kind of tap into all of that in order to start something, you know, from nothing essentially. That's cool. I like that. All right. So tell me about this, this new brand, Adam and, and matter. Why, first of all, why the new brand and then why jewelry? Yeah, well, I had been wanting to create something for a while now and like just really wanted to kind of make a new brand and just kind of be more creative in that way because I really do love designing. Like I've designed in the past, I've designed um, fashion, like clothing in the past and jewelry and Mm -hmm. like jewelry in a different way, a different scale and like accessories and all that. And I really just, there's something about like seeing something that you designed in other people's lives and seeing how they make it their own and how they tie their own personal stories to it. It is just so cool. Like when I was designing clothing, like seeing people wearing it or seeing it on their Instagram or like I would walk around and see people wearing it. It's like, whoa, you're really taking that. And you're like giving it its own, its own life. Like, it's just so cool. Um, and so I always knew, like, I wanted to kind of dip back into that space again Um, and yeah, so jewelry was kind of just like a cool way to do that. Cause I feel like jewelry is such a part of like our everyday lives. And, um, obviously, you know, some jewelry can mean a lot to people based on who gave it to them or a story that may be behind it. Um, yeah. So that was just kind of like why I really wanted to get into that space. And also, you know, with this brand, it's something that I feel like could be a million different things as well. Like ultimately I really wanted this brand to be a landing space for community and for what we believe in, which is like everybody is equal and we're all, you know, Adam and matter and we're all, you know, made of the same stuff and, and we go through challenges and, and all of this and we can relate in the fact that we're all different. And we all have our own unique paths. Um, So I feel like it can really be anything that I want it to be. And that was my ultimate goal is like, let's make a family here of women, men, just anybody. And yeah, jewelry is kind of what tied that together. But I do see it like expanding and becoming much bigger than just that. That's cool, because you just answered my question about, you know, where where you elevated to after you got to this new mental plane, right? And you brought both together and you said, let's just have a, a place where we can go to, where we can all just be kind to each other. Right. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So this is, this is that brand. This is the, the new brand that represents that. So how are you bringing both together? How have you done that? Both your old brand that you started and then this one. Yeah. Well, a lot of it, I feel like for me had to do kind of with what the brand stands for and also what I've stood for throughout like the entirety of my YouTube career so far, which to be honest, the meaning is exactly the same in my YouTube channel and everything else that I've made as well. Like my YouTube channel, that's always been my mantra kind of is like, I want to create a space on the internet that people can go and they can feel safe and they can have fun and they have a friend. And, you know, I think the internet can have negativity and it can be scary, but it can also have so much beauty. I mean, it's changed my life and it's changed so many other people's lives for the better and provided us with opportunities that like we never could imagine. Um, 
And so it was kind of quite easy, I would say, because, because the meaning was the same. And I think bringing the two together and tying them together was pretty seamless. Cause it's like, this is what I stand for. And my audience knows that this is what I've I've stood for for so long. And so this is also what this brand stands for as well. And now there's just also products there that that can represent that. And that is a part of the story. But I think because the story has stayed the same, it's really easy to kind of add another little branch. I love that. All right. I'm going to ask you a question about what's next in a little bit, because now I'm curious. But how how do you break through through all of that noise that's on social that can really be negative how do you stay how do you stay on the path and say you know what that's that's great for you that's great for you this is the path this is the message that i want to continue to deliver how do you remain on that path because i find that it's a challenge for a lot of people hmm. i would say yeah that's an interesting question because i feel like there is definitely a lot of negativity, but not just, not just, I think the comments or the negativity that people create. I found that one of the biggest challenges in being an, a creative on the platform is not the negativity that other people supply, but it's the negativity that I supply, like in my own mind, which I think all of us do, especially when our brands are essentially our personality. Like we're not acting and we're not, um, for a lot of us, it's not like a specific talent. We're marketing ourselves. So that line is very fine of like, how do I not compare my brand to other people's brands? Cause when I compare my brand to other people's brands, I'm comparing myself like me. And so it's very easy to get that confused and it's very easy to, um, tie your personal worth to everything because it is a brand and it is a business at the end of the day. So I would say that is probably the biggest challenge that I've also heard so many creators in this space talk about. And that's also, I think what causes a lot of burnout for people and people to need to step back because you kind of get confused of like, well, this is me, but I'm marketing myself. So it's, it's hard to separate the logic from heart and self. Um, which I'm still learning on a day-to-day basis, but I would say to overcome it, uh, I think it's being very in tune with, with myself and giving myself time mentally if I need, you know, a break or if I need to kind of just like step away for a second and really, you know, think and be with myself and figure out what is it that I want to do and, not always allowing myself to compare myself to other people. I feel like the more that you compare to what other people in the space are doing, you can easily get off that path. Like you were talking about like what my original path is and not feeling like I am in competition with other people. I found for me, it's like looking back on everything that I've done to this point. And if I'm going to compete with anybody, it should be myself of like, I want to do better than my past videos. I want to improve more in, in my content and look at myself and how can I improve myself? Not how can I be better than the other people in my space? Mm-hmm. And that mindset alone has helped me a lot stay on that path and not be so influenced by everyone around me and instead to be inspired by everyone around me. Interesting. You know what I've noticed over the last few years is that creators, creators at your level, they don't get enough credit for really being more emotionally intelligent than than a lot of the people that are using social media or just the general population because the amount of the amount of challenges you have to deal with uh, because you're you're at the center of a lot of things right you just you went through that whole process and and I think you have to elevate quicker than most people or you burn out and you don't show up anymore, right? So my question to you on that, because first, I think you're doing amazing mentally. You're you're awesome. So thank you for that. Great example. How do you how do you decide when it's time to take a little bit of a break so that you have you time? Because a lot of the things that you're saying sound very stoic, like Marcus Aurelius, right? Greek, Roman, and it's super awesome to hear from you. Props to you. But how do you take yeah. a break? 
How do you take a break? How do you recenter? Um, I mean, there are lots of ways. Like I personally love meditation and that's like a really big thing for me that helps kind of quiet noise or quiet, you know, any sort of like negativity that may be going on. So that's my Mm -hmm. go-to way to kind of just recenter and reset my mindset. Um, And I think it's just being more in tune with, I think being honest, like in conversation with myself, because sometimes I think it's easy to get caught up because social media, I think is one of the only areas where things are expected to be churned out much quicker than mainstream. I think that social media, it's, it's constant. Like it's every day, like a week without content on social media is like a month, like in, you know, for, because, and our minds are so trained, especially with apps, like our attention spans are so short now. And so as viewers, we want more content. And when we find a creator that we love, we really can't get enough. And I think from the creator perspective, that can be overwhelming very quickly, especially if you want to be more creative or if you want to do say a passion project, like those things naturally take some artists can take months to, you know, come up with what they feel in their mind is a work of art. But in a space where things are meant to come out so quickly, it can feel overwhelming of like, maybe I can't be as creative or put as much work into this because I'm expected to put something out every day. Um, Mm, That's so true. And so for me, I've found like planning that out and thinking of that. If there's something in my mind that, Um, I know is going to take me more time, Mm -hmm. giving myself time to do that so that I can still satisfy the creative, more maybe artist side of me that needs a little more time. Um, And then maybe that's also just like filming a bunch of shorter stuff out ahead of time so that I can put that stuff out. I think finding the balance of like, okay, this is a business that moves really quickly, but also I want to satisfy the more heart like artist side of myself. Yeah. And some people have that down. I think for me, that's something that, especially because I got into it, not from a logical perspective at all, is Mm -hmm. the harder for me to find that because I always feel like it's so emotion based. Like I've always seen it as emotional, but jobs aren't always that. And so, yeah, I think finding that balance. Well, that's what makes it good watching you you're so authentic, right? So you can't lose that part of it. And that's what makes you so good. So, you know, that's, that's the challenge that I see. I see what you're mentioning. What are you, what platforms are you gravitating to right now on social the most? Uh, I would say they all kind of serve their own purpose for me, which is really nice. Like YouTube for me is obviously the home, like that's where it started. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I feel like YouTube is something that will be a part of my life for so many more years to come. And I feel like it's still so unique. Um, Even though there are so many platforms, it's still so unique in um, the treatment for creators on the platform and also the audience. Uh, I feel like when you go to YouTube, you go there with kind of a longer attention span and you're ready to really kind of sit and watch something. And I, and I love that because I'm able to put longer form content there. Uh, Everything else like Instagram. I also love, I've definitely been doing like more video, like reels and stuff on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then obviously TikTok is like a newer one for me. I kind of was late to TikTok, um, but we're there. Okay. Yeah. And then, I mean, I still use Twitter even because Twitter is kind of like my, my mind or just like very random thoughts. Um, It's kind of like, if you want to know what it would be like to be my friend and get random text messages from me, that's basically what Twitter is. So I feel like they all kind of have their own purpose for me at this point. All right. I like that. Where How do you use TikTok differently than you use, let's say, YouTube? Is it different or are you just shortening the videos that you already do on YouTube? Uh, No, actually, I mean, I would say the way I go about it, and I think the way most people do, it is actually very different um, because TikTok is so quick. 
like even when I watch TikTok as a viewer, I'm just like, okay, I want to be entertained. Like I don't, I don't have a lot of time to really like get too connected necessarily. So okay. I'm kind of aware of that. And I think I just allow myself to have more fun. Um, I definitely don't take it too seriously. It's just like quick stuff. I do a lot of like challenges or whatever the challenges are on there. So oh. I definitely, I like the fact that it doesn't ask for much. And I think that's really fun because you could just like film it in the moment. Obviously it's just filmed on a phone. You know, if I'm filming a YouTube video, the setup is much different. It looks more like your flawless setup right now. And um, yeah, so I, I kind of like that for TikTok, you could just do just it in the moment. Yeah, just throw it up. Yeah. I love that. All right, let's, let's dive into this new brand a little bit more because now versus when you started, now it's like, okay, I know what I'm getting into. It's a business, right? Take us through that process of creating this brand because you're talking now to a lot of solopreneurs, entrepreneurs here, and some of them are thinking of restarting a brand, right? Maybe lifting it back up or a brand new project. Where did you start with that brand? How, how did you say, hey, you know what? This is the route I want to go. Take us through that from the beginning of the formation. Yeah, so it started, uh, I think, 2019. Um, and I have been wanting to, you know, launch a new brand for a while now. And I, like I said, I really wanted to get back into designing. Um, and then, you know, me and my team started having meetings with different people. And, you know, this jewelry brand, it just kind of came up. And I was like, you know what, I really want to do something in this space. And I think jewelry specifically just really made sense because I hadn't done anything to that level yet. Um, and jewelry is obviously something, a big part of my life. Like I have my favorite pieces and like, they usually, they mean a lot to me. And I really wanted to be that for people and create something that was such a big part of people's lives and that they, you know, have an attachment to and, and all of that. Um, and so, yeah, we started moving forward with everything and started designing. Um, this was also when, you know, the pandemic started to hit. And so when we were kind of just diving in to getting into the thick of everything, of having these meetings, obviously everything was over Zoom. And so I didn't get to really meet anybody that I was uh, working with until like months later, like way later in the year. So there That's was a cool. solid, probably seven, eight months that everything was virtual, which that was my biggest concern because when I had designed things in the past, I'm very much like a visual creator and learner. Like I am so good at seeing things in person, seeing people in person. Um, mm -hmm. Communication is obviously easier when you're face to face. And so that definitely scared me that like, we are essentially going to do the bulk of the creation of this brand online. And that was the case. I think even up to when we launched everything for was still all, all of our meetings were still virtual. Um, when we launched, we didn't have our first in-person meeting until after the launch of the brand. Um, and so that was a little scary and there was definitely a lot of <laughs> self-doubt yeah. that comes with already like starting a brand, especially during this time, it was scary. And I definitely felt like I was second guessing a few things here and there. And also there were a lot of long-term decisions, like even the name, like coming up with the brand name, Adam and Matter was scary. Cause it's like, Oh, this isn't just a simple decision. Like this is just, you know, the name that is going to be forever existent um, tied to this company, no big deal. Um, so there were a lot of opportunities for me to kind of get in my head. And that's when I kind of took time to step back and think like, okay, I'm just not going to overthink everything. And I'm just going to go with whatever I feel, um, you know, from the first, like whatever I feel in my gut and the, even the name is just like this, I feel like is perfect. Cause I knew I wanted this brand to be something that is all inclusive and makes everyone feel a part of something. And I felt mm -hmm. like Adam and matter was the perfect representation of that because we're all made of atoms and matter. And, um, it just tied everything together for me. And I feel like once I kind of decided to not overthink 
Mm-hmm. And to go with that gut instinct, all of the other decisions just became much easier. And I found myself giving myself permission to just go with the first thing. And, and everything felt a little less stressful at that point. I love that. You took me by through, through your talk in my head, I'm visualizing like so many different books that I'm piecing together that you're grabbing from just naturally without knowing, by the way, which is super cool to see. Oh, cool. (laughs) So I'm going in my head. I'm going, okay, Jim Quick, uh, the book Limitless. I'm like, you're going with your gut. You're going with just the thing that you know is going to work. And Jim talks about that. And then you're like the one thing that just was the most important thing. And then everything dominoed. That's Gary Keller from The One Thing. And I'm like, this is so cool. Bethany, you're, you're, you're a pro at this. And one thing that you said here that we all feel at a really high level, doesn't matter what level you're at, and, and I hear this often, is that self-doubt, right? It's, it's always there. And I think normalizing that and saying, hey, you know what? We all feel that. And that's okay because it's yeah. part of the process. Yeah, it really is. I, I think that it's it's almost um, crucial, I feel like, that it be part of the process. I found that tuning in actually to when the fear pops up can can usually be helpful in steering, like in figuring out where I'm supposed to go is like not being so afraid of the fear and avoiding the fear, but kind of like figuring out why the fear is there and using that to help direct of like, okay, obviously if I'm afraid and I'm avoiding, there's something here. And so maybe I'm avoiding something that needs to happen. Um, or maybe I'm afraid of like, whatever it may be. I found that tuning into it has helped me actually make decisions and avoiding it has caused me to stay stagnant. That's so good. We often so naturally push away from fear or maybe we're doing something wrong or we feel like we're doing something wrong and we naturally push away. You, on the other hand, have trained yourself over the last few years to say, hey, no, well, you know what? Let's pause this because this is actually good. We need to pay attention more to this. This is important. So I think that that's important to highlight because you look at you look at some of the most successful people out there and they've trained their minds to be able to do that. Hold up. Why am I scared of this? Right. Yeah. That's so good. Bethany. I love that. By the way, I took a note on that one. That was good. So now let's, let's go in a little bit deeper. When you went all in on this brand, did you take a break from YouTube because you were focused on this brand to grow it? Or did you simultaneously do both? Um, for a portion, like I would say for the beginning half of building it, I kind of took like a little step back from social media. Yeah. Just so I could really tune in with it. Like I, I, every day was kind of just like breathing the brand and just like wanting to feel so good in everything in even the message. I think that was something that like I have designed things before and worked with other companies, but this was my first time you know, building something from the ground up. And I, I didn't realize how much you need to fully know what something is when you're launching a brand. Like you need to know everything about this brand and like what it embodies, what it looks like, what it sounds like, you know, feels like, like you need to be so specific in every little detail. And that was something that I wasn't necessarily familiar with. Cause I mean, even with starting my YouTube channel, I didn't really do that. I think it was easier maybe because it was based on just me growing. So it happened naturally. It still happened. I just didn't do it with intention necessarily. Um, But, you know, with this brand and also such a being on an actual timeline of like, this needs to be done by this date. um, I kind of had to really dig in there and, and figure out what everything looked like. And so I did give myself time to really figure all of that out. And then, um, slowly, like in my content, I started like teasing it and like in Instagram posts, I would like wear some of the stuff and like not say anything and just kind of tease it here and there. And then, you know, we obviously did like the final announcement and reveal of everything. But, um, yeah, Mm -hmm. I did give myself time to really figure out what it was. So in regards to details, when you're saying, Hey, I needed to dig deeper into details, 
what are you referring to? Like what about the brand? Um, so much, I think not even just like the surface level branding, like obviously there, you know, there's color schemes. It's like, what do you want the main colors to be the name, the feel of the website, like that stuff. Absolutely. But I think what I was surprised about was we would, you know, have meetings about like, literally like what's, what does this brand make you feel? And like, what is the purpose? Mm. Like why even do it at all? Like what is the meaning behind everything? And that's not necessarily something that we write out in a bio on the website. It's, you just see it in everything. It's like a unspoken, just narrative that the brand, I guess, gives off. And that that was something that I knew I wanted to give myself time to figure out and be really confident in because I realized if I didn't know that, if I didn't mm-hmm. know the meaning, then I'm going to be confused on, on what it is. And I'm not going to know how to talk mm-hmm. about it, or I'm not going to even know why I'm doing it. If I don't know, like, who the brand is like, what is it separate from myself? Like, what is it like, who is she or he like, what is, what is it? Um, did you, did you think through the colors as well? Like let's pick this color and this color, let's make the site flow like this. Uh, did all that go into, okay. Yeah. The, the color schemes and, and all of that, which that is also part of like the decision making, like I said, that can get a little like nerve wracking because <laughs> I can be like, I'm the type of person I'm like, I'll have a favorite thing one month. Mm-hmm. And then the next month, I'm like, I actually hate that thing. Don't love that color anymore. <laughs> like I'm on to new things. And so that scared me of like, what if I hate these colors like next year? And it's, you know, our brand identity and now we can't change it. So that was like a little scary for me. And it's easier to do even on my YouTube channel. Like if I change stuff, I can, cause it's like, it's yeah. me, you know, but with mm-hmm. a brand, um, sure. I can be the face of it, but like this brand still has its own identity and, and you don't want to be changing that all the time because then the, the customers are confused. And so that was, that was scary, but I think it all just went back to like trusting that gut instinct of like what initially feels good and like let's not question it and not let's not think too much about what everyone wants but you know creating something that they don't know that they want and being really confident in what you know we all see it as I like that so how do you feel now you started this November of 2020 so about a year how do you feel now how does it look to you still? Do you still like it? Did you change your mind on something? What do you think? I still like it. Yeah, okay, I good. still, we're still, we're good. Yeah, I was, yeah, that was definitely one of the things <laughs> I was scared about. I was like, oh God, a year from now, I'm going to hate it. But yeah, no, I, I really um, can confidently say that like, I feel really good about all of the decisions made. And that was nice because I hadn't done that yet in my career and in my life of make those like necessarily really long-term decisions. So it's nice to know that I was able to tap into that and I can use it for future endeavors and ultimately just have more confidence in my own decision-making. I like that. Very cool. How did, how did you decide to, to target a certain demographic? Was it based on who you were already reaching now through your YouTube channel and your audiences Or did you say, hey, with this, I think we could transcend our current audience and go deeper. How did you think through that? Uh, Yeah, so I definitely wanted to appeal to my existing audience, Mm -hmm. um, which they've grown with me. Like Because I started making videos so young, I have girls that you know, started watching me when they were my age, when I started and they're now like me, like 25 or, you know, just starting college or whatever. And so it was keeping that in mind of like who my audience is. And they're definitely, you know, it the age range spans, like it varies, but for the most part, you know, it's like 
kind of in a specific spot. And so I wanted to cater to that, but also um, I wanted it to be universal as well. And something that someone that maybe doesn't even know who I am would enjoy. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was really important to me to create a brand that wasn't like Bethany Moda, like, or like Bethany Moda merch or like, cause it's not merch, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to make something that wasn't my identity completely that, that was an own entity. And so that's why I made it like, you know, I modeled like for the first collection and like, um, I'm on the site and I made it clear that it's my own and that it's, you know, I founded the company, but I also didn't want it to be something that if someone didn't know me, they would be confused. Like I want it to be something that can live on far beyond myself. I love that. You're, you you're creating a, a brand that's going to be here for a long time, right? That's, that's the goal with this. I like this. All right. Let me then mention that I feel like this new brand at Adam and Matter, I'm taking, I'm, I'm looking at it on my screen now on the right. So that's cool. Uh, this new brand, I feel like reinvigorated you to jump in even more on social media. Like this gave you like that second phase, like, let's go. Am I right? Or, or, yeah, or. Absolutely. It, right. it really did. I think that it definitely inspired me to kind of tap back in to social media and to everything. And it felt just very much like a new chapter. I think that was, or has been one of the confusing things about being on social media for so long is that I've obviously evolved as a person and translating that into content hasn't Mm -hmm. always been easy. Like I remember when I was going from like teenage years to essentially like growing into a woman, like that was confusing for me as it was my audience. Uh They were like, oh, you were just this girl that was like so innocent and did this and this and you liked this and that. And now you don't like those things anymore or you're evolving and like, we don't know how to digest it. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's always been, it's been hard to separate the chapters of being a person online, I guess. Mm -hmm. So much that sometimes I would feel like I, it was safer to stay into this part of my identity that I, that I'm maybe not anymore, but I was five years ago. So I think launching the brand in tandem with, you know, getting really back into social media, it felt really easy to introduce, like, this is this chapter of me. And like, I'm different. I don't like all the things I did when I was younger, but I still am that girl. I'm just evolved and growing and I still don't know everything. And I'm still really trying to figure it all out. Um, we all are. We all, we all are. <laughs> yeah. And so it felt, it felt refreshing. It really felt like, oh, this is a chance to really in- reintroduce a brand and also reintroduce myself on all of my platforms. That's cool. How important do you think that is for creators in general to, to really take on a new project to either reinvent themselves or just create a new phase for themselves. How important is that? I think it is crucial to be honest, because I think that it's very tempting if you're a creator and you have something that really works, um, whether it's what you do or just an aspect of yourself and it's, it's done really well for you, but you feel like you're past that and it's time for you to branch into something new or just introduce something new while still doing that. I think that is just so important um, because that I believe is what leads to ultimate growth long-term. And you might not feel that like initial sense of gratification, Mm. uh, but long-term it will help you mentally. It will help you in your career growth. It will also help your audience because they may think that, oh, I really love when you do this and I want you to do this forever. But we all know, even as audience members, that it's not human to stay the same. And so mm-hmm. we want to see someone grow and we want to see them evolve, even if it's you know bad or good or whatever it may be. Like we 
want to grow with people. So I think limiting yourself to sticking to one thing out of fear that no one's going to care if you change, like no one's going to care anymore if you change, um, I think is just doing a big disservice, even though in the moment it might feel really safe. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about that because that's where a lot of people are stuck. At the very beginning of COVID, I, I reached out to a whole bunch of executives and a whole bunch of best-selling authors. And I asked them one question. I was like, hey, hey how, how are you dealing with this? And most of them came back and said, uh, Tristan, look, I don't know what the heck's going to happen, but here's my here's my plan, right? And all of them across the board said, I have no clue, but I'm going to gather my army, right? I'm going to talk to my people. So how do you stay comfortable with being uncomfortable? Uh, wow. <laughs> I would say, I think it's like, for me, just being, being accepting of it and being accepting that I might not always know what the next step is. And ultimately that's been a really big part of my YouTube career. I would say when I started, I was really young and I was less fearful because I didn't know much about the world. And as I got (laughs) older, I became more like... I don't know if it's pessimistic or like just more like, all right, not everything is great <laughs> in the world. And so you start to kind of, you know, overthink things more. And so mm. I would say all of these same things were going on when I first started, I was just less aware of it. And so the more that I became aware, the more likely I was for it to have an effect on me and for it to make me stop and get scared and be like, okay, I'm just not going to make any decisions because I'm just too afraid. Whereas like, I look back and like, there was kind of more at stake in the past and I was just like doing my thing. And so I think it's been for me is like, how can I tap into my younger self that is a little unaware and doesn't know as much. So nothing can have an effect on me and I can just keep moving. Cause that's what I think one of the biggest challenges as growing older is like, when you see the fear or the potential of something that could go wrong, you get so afraid that you don't do anything, which ultimately will lead you to, I mean, that's failure in itself, I think. Um, and that's kind of dying because you're not able to grow. Um, and so, yeah, just kind of avoiding that and trying to tap into how that's, it was when I started. Bethany, that is a badass answer. I like that. Thank you. That was good. Thank you. That and you you hit you honestly hit a very similar answer that I got across the board at a high level. So that's awesome. Let's talk about what's next for you. Like what are you looking forward to for 2022? Whether it's with this brand or something else that you're doing that you can let us know. Um I would say I just am excited to keep evolving in social media. And, and like I said, it's like last year being able to kind of come back with this new, like refreshed insight and feel like I'm able to introduce my, or reintroduce myself now has been Mm -hmm. so cool. And so I do have lots of ideas and things that I want to get out and put out for everybody, you know, within the next year and years to come on, obviously the platforms that I've remained loyal to over the years and YouTube obviously Mm -hmm. being like the kind of the main one for me. Um, so yeah, just like continuing doing all of that stuff and, and giving myself the permission to venture into new areas as well, even with YouTube content, like trying out new things and exploring different avenues that I maybe hadn't before. Cause even when I first started, I was strictly like beauty and I was Mm -hmm. really in that space and I felt like I couldn't evolve. Um, whereas now I don't necessarily want to hold myself in, you know, the confines of that. I want to allow myself to venture into, and I have like over the years, like fashion and lifestyle and even vlogging and just being more vulnerable with my everyday life. Um, because I feel like that is ultimately what gives me fulfillment is the connection with people that are watching and to being able to help them, whether it's like making them laugh or giving them advice or just showing them that I'm also a person as they are, that is just trying to figure out life. 
I like that. Well, look, you you have a solid grip on on social media and growing a business through it. So don't don't ever let anybody else tell you otherwise. That's absolutely amazing, and you can grow just on that vertical alone. Thank so, you, thank you. That's cool. So now, tell me some of your personal goals that you have for 2022. Anything that you can share with us? Personal goals? Um, yeah. Hmm. I mean, I definitely, let's see, are we talking like internal or like career? I think both like internally uh, or something you want to achieve along the same lines as the previous one or anywhere you want to go or books you want to read anything along those lines. Yeah. Um, I just want to read. I actually want to read more books in general. I actually haven't. In, That's cool. I don't know the last time I read a book. I used to actually read books all the time and then I kind of just got out of it. But yeah, that's one for sure. Um I want I want to also a personal one is like listen to more music and like broaden my um knowledge on music because I really do love music and I have written music here and there and that's something that I would like to kind of just solidify more for myself in the coming years, whether it's something that I put out or not, um, really dive into the kind of music world a little bit. And uh, yeah, just like continue with YouTube stuff and design more and create more for people that can be a part of their lives. And also Mm -hmm. just continue challenging myself. I think that with the brand, uh, that was challenging and it definitely presented a lot of moments to be scared and to want to mm-hmm. back out. And I think persevering through that and kind of going through it blindly really helped a lot, not just for career, but also internally and psychology, it helped tremendously. So I think putting myself in more positions where it's new and I kind of have to figure it out That's will cool. be very helpful for myself. I love that. What a great message. I think we all forget that the more you face situations that can continually push you and make you feel fearful, the more you're rewiring your brain to say, hey, look, this is a good place to be at, Mm -hmm. right? This is where I grow. What a great message. Yeah. I love that. I love that. All right. Well, look, thank you for being on. We're going to make sure everybody on here follows you and just becomes a fan because I am I'm looking at jewelry already on the side (laughs) so nice there you go Bethany thanks for being with us I appreciate your time thank you so much for having me this was great I love the chat those are all the brilliant thoughts that we have for you today if you like what you're hearing drop us a review or just tell your friends this has been a success podcast head to success.com slash podcast to hear more just like it